Welcome back. My name's Kenny. I'm here with Matt. What's going on, brother? What's up, guys? How's it going? Going well. Going I've well. ran out of the how you doings. Uh, and I was like, Donkashane. To Donkashane. A couple years, a couple episodes ago, I'm like, this is going to be a long game. Yeah. And I'm just going to get rid of it now before people start. <laughs> you just abandon it. I'm just going to abandon now. The first 18 episodes, he had a shtick. It's gone. Now. I'm out. You're like, <laughs> I don't want this to be a thing where like I have to like, because like what, what happens if someday we get so big where we go to like tours uh-huh. and every time I'm in their area, I have to say whatever, you know, you know what? I'm just going to get out of this. <laughs> So I don't have to <laughs> carry this, this another thing I got to Google before we start <laughs> podcasting. Eject, eject. Yeah. Fucking so, A. It's been raining in California, guys. Um, and uh, it's wet outside. But that's the cool thing about jujitsu. It's indoors. It's indoors. Yeah. It's cold. A lot of you 6 a.m.ers. Are staying in bed yeah, are because it's a little dude, cold outside. The last month it's been a fucking night. It's it's so cold, but like my we we have like a, a big comforter and like a big thick blanket on top of the bed, so it's like you you almost get into like hibernation mode and you mm-hmm. sleep super deep. And it's it's a struggle to get out of bed every every morning for work. <laughs> I'm just like just five more minutes, just five just five more minutes on top of the five it's, minutes. It, look. You still got coming at six a.m., guys. You wake the, you wake up early too, don't you? Get up at like four or four thirty or four thirty. Fuck for six a.m. class. What are you doing for? I when, when I go to six a.m. for I wake up at five twenty, and I'm I make sure or later, and I'm out of here by five forty five to get there. By here's 6. a Matt Vega morning. You ready? I wake up, put my feet on the ground, go take a shit. Okay, okay. Making five forty to five. I'm 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 seeing what memes are scheduled for the day, what content is scheduled for the day. You're, you're hitting I'm, the office. I'm in the office doing some work. You think like that little collab we did with the BJJ laughs yeah. was legit? That was legit. That was a shoot. Okay. Yeah. From 540 to 6 is when I'm in the lab. Okay. I'm in there. I'm making things happen. I'm reviewing what I'm going to teach. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, what am I teaching today? Uh, who's going to be there? If this guy shows up, am I going to, what am I, you know, I'm right. doing that. So then I'm out of there. Five o'clock. Wash my hands, brush my teeth, brush my hair, grab my bag. I'm in the car. Drive to jujitsu. Get to jujitsu. My gion. Take another shit because I don't know why. Jesus Christ. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about jujitsu, but your boy puts, puts on the cologne, and I gotta go to the porcelain <laughs> gods. And so, anyways, <laughs> get out. Start class. Stretch. Teach class. Roll. When I'm healthy enough to roll, leave, go home, hang out with the wife, take the kid to school, come back for an hour, eat my first meal of the day, then go to work. That's it. That's my morning. Because there's times I'll text you at like 11 or 12 at night and you'll respond. Yeah. I don't sleep. Get like three hours. You can't sleep, guys. If I say that in a henner voice because it's almost there. I, you can't sleep. No, I'm not. Hannah voice is gone. Look, I have like a thing of sleep. Like I don't like sleep. Sleep kind of freaks me out. Really? I'm kind of scared to sleep. Like everybody in the world at one time, like eight o'clock at night decides to shut their brains off and like 
that's it. Like you just, I'm done. Shut it down. I don't even like to shut my phone off, <laughs> let alone my brain. So it kind of freaks me out. I don't like to sleep. I feel like I'm missing out on shit. Damn. So like I, so I'm always up. Like sleep is something I do when I need to do it. So like I'm, I'll be in up at eleven fifteen tonight, and I'll wake up before, and I'll run it through, and I'm back to work tomorrow. There's an old Nas lyric from a song called New York State of Mind, and he says, uh, I never sleep because sleep is a cousin of death. That's right. And they know each other. Sounds like uh, your mentality. I'm not afraid to die. I just, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like there's always something to do. Yeah. Maybe I'm a, you know, I'm always got like, I want to stay up late. I want to like, especially if I worked all day and I did jiu-jitsu in the morning. There hasn't really been any R&R time for me. So I'll stay up on the couch, throw on a 1995 Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? 92 Royal Rumble. Let's watch Ric Flair fucking win the whole fucking thing. I know you're going back to um, to work soonish. Tomorrow. Oh, no shit. Kind of bummed we didn't get you on Thursday night at the uh, dedicated. We still can give me something. Your boy gets days off. (laughs) I just got to make one little text. I'm off. Okay. I got enough pull where I can just be like, hey, maybe not the first week back. Like, really, dude? Like, you just get, you've been gone for eight weeks. You know, I asked Jason for a day. Uh-huh. I was like, hey, I'll come in. He's like, oh, that's Stephen's day. Bendel started teaching. So, yeah, Thursday. So, it didn't work out. Yeah. But I want to get down there. We'll get, we'll make it happen. Yeah. So, yeah, back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Bendel's, uh, I've, I've gone to a couple of his classes now since, because he, he was just a weekend guy. I think he was like, a Bendel Saturday used to be guy. an ultra. You know, I'm called Steve. Bendel. Was he really? Benno was one of us, dude. Bro, he's fit. He was one of us, dude. And he moved away for a little bit. And he came back. And I'm like, what the fuck happened, dude? You can't sit with us no more, man. <laughs> Straight me. And I was like, dude, this guy really upped his training. You know what he told me? End quote. Racquetball, bro. I'm like, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not jujitsu. He said, racquetball has changed my life. <laughs> well, go figure, dude. Fuck. I don't get the knees for racquetball. He'll, um, his, his, uh, his teaching is a bit different than Jason's in the, the preparation. A typical class with Jason, Professor Medina. Um, we will run around the mats. We will, uh, you know, do our rolls down the mat, fucking shrimps, you know, butt scoots, et cetera. Stretching. And then we get into technique. Steve is like, no running. We're going to stretch. And then it's like 20 minutes of fucking core exercises. And it's uh, as a guy who doesn't have a core. You're doing the ghee pull-ups. You're doing all this. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's tough in a different way just because, you know, it's different. Drag, ghee drags. Yeah. Doing those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And fuck all that shit. Dude. I, you know, I always told myself, like, when I got my black belt, I was like, you know, I'm not going to be those black belt i see all these black belts standing around and not doing shit i was like i'm not gonna be one of these black belts like when i get my black belt i'm still gonna run with the guys i'm still gonna front and as soon as i got my black belt i was like yeah but you know what <laughs> i don't have to do that anymore. you know what i'm gonna go here and talk i'll be ready when we start getting after it i'll get after it yeah big pussy energy right there but that was me and that's how it's been yeah his his, his and i quote uh we're going to do a lot of this. It's going to suck, but come, Jul- or come June, you're going to thank me. I'm like, all right, we'll see. 
I'm dedicated to going to Thursdays with him. Because you got my boy signed up for a jiu-jitsu tournament in March. Aren't you? I've been meal prepping. Been eating relatively well. I kind of fuck off on weekends, but. I can't wait to see what the gi looks like. Yeah. It's looking better. I'm swimming down already. Oh, I'm seeing the patches. Oh, yeah. The look. Yeah. I can't see. So I, uh, um, I got the gi picked out that I'm going to do for it. Um, I'm going to talk to my boy this week about getting some. He owns a, um, he does like screen printing, like a, like on a large scale. Um, but he also does, um, uh, uh, what do you call that? Direct, direct to film mm. printing. So you can like iron on like the, the check mat patches and right. stuff like that. And then he also has embroidery, like a nice embroidery. He just, he's like one of those machines that does like eight, eight garments at once kind of a thing. And I'm thinking about seeing if I can get legit em- patches embroidered. I just would have to take measurements and whatnot, but some like an embroidered BJJ balance patch or something like that. That'd be so That'd be really cool. And then see if I can get, because I want to do the level black gi that has the big patch on the back that says LXB. Mm-hmm. And I want to get like a, like a dedicated um, like rectangle square under it. And then like my, I think my name or something like that under mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Have it all clean. A little bullseye on your back. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, this is the guy from the podcast. Let's fucking kill him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes it funner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, what's this guy's game? Oh, there's a whole lot of video on him, what he likes to do. Oh, yeah, he likes to freaking get to uh, the lockdown. Yeah, oh, well. Go shit. That, you know I, pro- I promise you whole, that's coming in a tournament, There's boys. a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of. Yeah. That's the one thing that kind of stinks. It's like people look you up. Yeah. And then, you know, you're like, oh, shit. There's a lot of me doing what I like to do on the internet. And then now, like this guy's like, oh, he knows, he knows what I. Right, right. Matt's but, gonna teach a, a do a fucking lasso instructional, and then basically Matt's whole game <laughs> dissected. <laughs> and a lot of people asking for this lasso instructional, and I just I don't know, man. I feel like I, am, am I worthy for an instructional? I don't think I am. But I mean, if you guys are asking for it, but still, you know, whatever, man. Yeah, you guys can give me some money, I guess. I do do lasso, and I do. I have, I'm effective with it. Yeah. You some neat stuff. What you taught us when you, when you taught that one class of dedicated was, it was stuff that I haven't done it since because I don't think it, it I would have to ask you, you know what I mean? Right. Be like, Hey, you know, but we, we only, we only learned it that one week. I've been given some privates and of course I'm like, Oh, you guys want to, I'm going to teach you what I'm going to teach you some lasso right. and I'm giving my privates for lasso. And, uh, I'm seeing these guys that are doing the privates lasso sweeping blues lasso this dominating not dominating but getting sweeps so like yeah my shit works right lasso's the best guard in my opinion it's the best guard but that's just me what we got today dude all right so um are mat enforcers essential and if so what is their key role in the gym i would say I don't think they're essential, but I would say, and I wouldn't say like, there's definitely the best guy, the best guy that's not the black belt. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like, he's like on the mountain force. Like, no, that's the guy that like, he's the best guy in the class. It's not the professor. Right. So there, every school has one and they're what, what the, the role in the gym is when Somebody comes in an open mat or somebody comes in and visits. The main rule for the mat enforcer is you're usually the second role. 
Okay. You're never the first roll. The Mount Forces never get you first. You're you got to watch them. You, the Mount Force watches. Yeah. And then, you know, you get the guy next. And then so they're, they're there to protect the gym's honor, okay. I guess. I mean, if you were thinking of that small, but like most guys who compete a lot, you realize that gym rounds really mean nothing. Have you ever had a guy come into, like, let's say an open mat you were at and it's not at your school and try to, like, intentionally wreck people or maybe even try to hurt people? Like, like almost like they're, I'm not trying, necessarily trying to prove something. There, there was a guy that I used to train with that, that eventually went to uh, Checkmate Marietta for a very short period of time. Bald guy, no eyebrows? No. There's this guy. <laughs> Go ahead, tell your story. Uh, I'll tell you mine. Bigger, um, muscular guy. Okay. Did a lot of did a lot of juice. Worked out a lot. Um, but when when I was at, he was constantly trying to hurt people. I and, know who you're talking about. Uh, named yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I fucked that guy up. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but, but he but, was. He was, and I don't think he was trying to hurt people. But I think he was just. Crazy, bro. Like he was a little like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like definitely got some issues. He went off one day and, and like on on Facebook and was like trying to run his mouth about like how he could steal my girl from me. I'm like my wife. Yeah, he, are yeah, you fucking hot? He, he yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. We, you're tripping, we, had, brother. we had a couple of rounds. It was good times. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, yeah. uh. No, I think the Mountain Force, that's a perfect skill. You need Mountain Forcer for that, right? right? right. So, because uh, I, I, there's other, I don't want to call anybody out, but there are other people. I only mentioned him because one, I'm actually surprised you knew because it was a while ago that he went to Checkmate Marietta. And two, um, I just remember a lot of guys complaining I don't about think he, him. I don't think he competes or I don't think he trains anymore. So, no, I remember a lot of guys complaining about him. Yeah. And like, being like, this guy's fucking crazy, dude. Like, doesn't matter what size you are, he's bringing them fucking. Right. He's trying to, he's trying to break your arm. Or he goes for the heel hook all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that was the thing, too, is is he learned a little bit, you know, at the prior school. So then he's just trying to run with that. Cause and he's the reason why traditional jiu-jitsu schools don't teach. don't teach the heel hook right. at such a lower belt. Right. Because, A, you're heel hooking people who don't know the defense. And, B, um, heel hooks can hurt people. And if you got a guy who's a little fucking insane... Right. He's out here just fucking tr- going, driving home on like, yeah, fuck that guy up. He doesn't give a fuck if that guy has a family or not. Right. And like I said, leg locks are quick hitters. Quick hitters. An arm is extended. You can fight it, fight it, fight it. Then it breaks. Right. A heel hook, if everything feels great, nothing hurts until it doesn't hurt. Until right. it, nothing hurts on a heel hook until it's done. Right. And then you're fucked. There's no warning. There's no like, ah, 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 pop. Yeah. It says pop. Right. So that's why. So. But I feel like there's guys out there like that. You know what I mean? And I feel like that would be the role of the mountain enforcer to recognize that and maybe put a stop to it. I've, I've, and there's a couple guys in our gym who've had been rolling with guys who have an attitude or, or like that. And, you know, I'll be looking over and, or a guy comes from their school or something like that. And all of a sudden, you know, Poncho gives me a look and goes, <laughs> like, handle it yeah like 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 a serious look like don't take it and i i already know like he didn't say no words but i, know, I was like don't take it easy on this guy you mm-hmm. know what i mean so like there's guys that, that there's definitely a, a role i would say for sure there's for sure a role but usually your mat enforcer also 
we'll cover for classes and we'll help teach here. Right. You know, I have a story from the guy, another guy, the bald guy, not eyebrows. And he, I think I know who you're talking about. And he always wore like, and he'd always come to open mats at checkmate. And then one day I'm, I had never rolled with him. Uh-huh. I don't, this didn't work out that way. Right. And all of a sudden he's in my DMs like, Hey man, it's, what's going on? I'm home. What's that man? And he goes, I just want to, I just don't think your shit's legit. Legit. That's what he said. What? I, I was talking yesterday about it because I don't think your shit's legit. And Is this a while ago? This is probably like years ago or a year ago. Maybe, maybe two years. ago. He's like, I just don't think your shit's legit. And, uh, I don't think it would work and I would like to fucking test it. Basically like, Calling like you. but like, not like, like you want to fight, fight. Like, he's no like shit. I yeah. He's like, I want to like, see if your shit would work. Cause I, I don't think you could work on me. And I was like, if I got to this and to that, I think you'd be in real trouble. And I was like, Hey man, like whatever, dude, like I'll be there Saturday, bro. Like you can fucking do whatever you want to do. Like no shit. And, uh, he didn't show up on Saturday, and then I was like, okay, well, that didn't happen, so whatever. So then I went home, and then he's in my DMs again, and he's like, no, you know what? I think we need to set the list somewhere bigger. Like, let's meet on street beefs. Like, you know, those fucking what YouTube the shit. Fuck? And I'm like, what are you guys doing at Checkmat? Or at <laughs> rather. What's going on over there, dude? I was like, street beefs? I was like, I'm 38 years old. Check your boy. <laughs> I was like, I'm 38 years old. What now? the fuck? I don't think this guy was training at any gym. I think he just had the kit, the gotcha. kit, and he would just open mat for work. Like he was just traveling open matter. Gotcha. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what are we doing, man? Like, that's weird. This kid was just whacked. I'm like, it's just trying to start. Street beefs? I'm like, I'm going to fight you on some <laughs> YouTube shit. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> fight on some AstroTurf. I'm a grown ass, I'm a grown ass man, dude. I'm going to fight no dirt. I was like, we already talked about a couple of episodes ago that I did that. Yeah. I had a little stint doing that. I was like, those days are done. I'm yeah. old. I got a child. Ch- children. A I wife. A child. A couple knee surgeries. Yeah. You know, 401k. Like, I can't be doing <laughs> this shit, dude. Break my hand Bitch, or something. Like retirement. Yeah, I'm going to break my hand. <laughs> right. Some street beefs. No, dude. We're good, dude. But, like, yeah, no. That was crazy, man. I don't know how Which is dumb because you uh, you showed up. Hey, I'll there. be there Saturday. I was there. Yeah. I don't know. How weird. Damn kids. Open mat etiquette when visiting another gym. What are do's and don'ts? First of all, you should find the head instructor right away. This is do. Walk in, find head instructor, introduce yourself. Make sure there's no drop in, whatever. Right. Shake their hand, tell them where you're at, what school you come from, where you're from, if you're visiting from out of town, whatever. Just kind of yeah. give them the little cliff notes of why you're there. I think if it's an out of town thing to hit them up on IG ahead of time right. or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. You just, you know, whatever it is, you know, go get on the mats. Find your black belts, go introduce yourself, whether that's bowing to them, whatever. If a black belt's okay, now this is old school. A lot of people, I don't believe in that old school shit. If a black belt is on the mat, this is how I was trained. If a black belt is on the mat before you get on the mat, you go up to them and you bow to them and you say, Hey, how's it going? You acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. It's just the etiquette that I was taught. And I still do that to this day to Poncho. If he's on the mat before me, right. I'll go up to him. Regardless, even if he comes on after me, I go up to him. You know what I mean? Get acknowledge him. But, like, you're supposed to find your upper belts and, or black belts and bow to them, acknowledge them. Um, and then just roll, you know? Introduce yourself, roll. Don't be a dick. 
don't fuck the chicks up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. It's open mat. Open mat means, and to me, I think open mat means like a lot of people, don't you can't ask Kyra Belts. Like, no, open, it's open mat. Right. Ask anybody you want. I hate that shit. They, I've only been, I've been to, I've been to obviously Marietta's open mats more than a few times. Um, but I know people there. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, it's not awkward. Um, I go to the 10th planet one every once in a while because I know the head instructor there. I've, you know, I've known him for years and he, he is somebody I would consider a friend, you know? Um, so and it's, it's always a welcome, a warm welcome when I see him. He's like, oh, you know, hey, what's going on, boy? You know, we bullshit for a little bit, stuff like that. But when you go to like a 10th planet open mat, there's, it's rash guards. Hardly any of them are ranked. It's, you don't know. Yeah. You know, who, who's black belt, who's not, you know what I mean? It's, it can be difficult. Treat every role. Right. Like they're fucking black belt. That's, but, um, that, I mean, that, that, I mean, I treat everybody. If they're a lower belt, like my first round, like if they're like, so I go my first round, I go against a guy who's a white belt who, you know, I'm not going to be like just opening my guard and like letting him pass. Cause it's not somebody you're, it's not a training partner. I don't know this guy. Right. What if he's freaking honor? What if he's a wrestler? Yeah. What if he's, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right. What if he's uh, you know, I'm not going to. Like next thing you know, I've been like I fucking dog shitted it, and like next thing you know, I'm in real fucking trouble here. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, no, I, I won't like. I will respect the belt and like, kind of be slow, but I'm super defensive. My elbows are in. I'm freaking. My base is heavy. I'm I'm like, just kind of like downloading mm-hmm. them, and then once I feel, like oh, okay, and then I'll just go from there. But like I'm never just like going in with like. I'm like, I'm sure they're black, but like, like guys, like, of course, like Gordon Ryan or these high, high level guys can just do that with anybody. Right. 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 But to me, if I don't know you, I'm not going to obviously crank on you or give you the 100, but like, I'm definitely going to protect myself Okay. until I can like maybe, and you can develop trust with somebody in the first round. Yeah. Within the next first two minutes. I'm like, okay, this guy's smooth. Like, we're he's closed, you know, like the guard's closed. Like, he's not like, I'm not just like stepping in off saying, you know, he's freaking, you know, right. inside. He'll, you know I mean, like, I'm not going to be stupid. I've gone to open mats and made friends with people I'd never met before. You know what I mean? And then after you follow each other on social media, see yeah. at another open mat, hang out, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's, how many times have you competed? And the next thing you know, those guys are your friend. Right. Right. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> what it is. Like, yeah. Wash your wash your kit before you go in. Make, don't don't be the stinky guy. Don't be the if guy. If you're the guest, do not be the stinky guy. Don't have the gi in your car and just be like using it like recreational whenever you want. Right. Just throw it back in there. <laughs> so gross. Driving around like Ace Ventura with your head out the window and shit. Because <laughs> it stinks. Don't be that guy. But yeah, etiquette. Just be a good, you know, just like you would like you're visiting someone's house. Right. You know what I mean? Like don't yeah. But it's pretty cut and dry. Like just be a don't leave your shit behind. Don't yeah, leave your water bottle on the right. It's not like going. It's not like going to a traditional gym where you're like leave your weights out. Right. Like you're taking your shit home anyways. Right. You know what I mean? If you have a loaner gi, we not They're not expecting you to wash it. Right. Don't take it home. Don't steal the loaner gi. Okay. <laughs> Please. Those are for other people. Yeah. Other people have sweat their balls and farted in it. You don't <laughs> want it anyways. Okay. It's a loaner gi. Like they're old gis that usually students. Donate to the gym that they don't want no more. Right. Or, you know what I mean? So, 
that's it pretty much like if you don't have a belt using an open mat you don't really need a belt beltless belts come off she's got like a box of old belts yeah different like, varying white sizes yeah what, whatever man just like yeah. be nice be respectful treat the women good don't be creep on the girls that's it one thing that will piss off a gym is if you fuck up one of the chicks if you fucking or you're mean to one of the girls yeah or creepy in general or yeah just stupid you're gonna get your ass fucking smoked then then old mr enforcer comes right or more like don't be a douchebag to the chicks because there's not many of them, and the girls that are in class are protected and respected very high, and right. the team really looks out for them. They're like they become like sisters, little sisters, or you know, big sisters, or whatever. They're just like very important to the gym, especially what I've my experience from the girls. Don't fuck with the chicks in the class. Everything will be good. Uh, this is the random thought I had the other day. <laughs> <clears throat> I've seen I've seen dudes. With the forearm tattoo that'll say like jujitsu or on the other arm. Mm-hmm. And now, I are you just jealous, Kenny, because you don't have a room to get that tattoo? No, no. I don't have a jujitsu tattoo, period. I feel like that's something that when I was a white belt, I remember talking to Jason about it. And now I look back at kind of a cringy moment. I'm like, it's a white belt. And when you're like, a black belt, right? When you get it someday, are you going to get a black belt tattoo? I think so. You have to. I think so. That's because of what you do. You, you've. You've completed the first task. You know what right. I mean? So, yeah. I got mine. Nope. There. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. I've thought about getting the warm. So, say the question. Is, is the jiu-jitsu the tattoo the live, laugh, love of the grappling community? <laughs> I mean, everybody's got that jiu-jitsu forearm tattoo. There's a lot of people. Um, I think the most famous person is. Gordon. Gordon Ryan has the jiu-jitsu. That's for him. I knew I know people personally who have it. Yeah, I, I know a few. I mean, it's not horrible. Or on your knuckles, you've seen. That I've one? never seen that. You've seen that one? Uh-uh. Jujitsu on your knuckles? Uh-uh. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, you know, you Google or Pinterest jujitsu tattoos. Those are the ones that pop up. It's hard to think of something unique. You know what I mean? There's only like seven tattoos. <laughs> is it like the, the is it like the white girl infinity of the right? <laughs> or like the little heartbeat, and then like a little jujitsu and then heartbeat. <laughs> Or, yes. or or like the ranked tattoo like belts all colored in right on your body right like there's not many cool jujitsu tattoos out there so it's hard to think of one yeah um, I I like the I like the fact that the the check mat has the ch- the chest piece I think that's kind of dope yeah I you do too I mean? so would you ever get a BJJ balance tattoo how many followers do we need to get if we got to 10k followers I'd get a BJJ balance tattoo. 10,000 followers on Instagram or on Instagram. I feel like it's feasible too. That's not like an un, like, Oh my God, that's an unattainable number. I didn't say a million. Right. 10. I mean, BJJ balance. But I don't even, that's the thing though. It's like, I have so many tattoos that it's like, it's not even a, yeah, like it's not like a big deal. You know what I mean? I have, a, I, there was a company, a gun company that posted on an Instagram years ago. If you get our logo tattooed on you, we will send you a free slide for your Glock. I called Jason up. I said, how much for this tattoo? He told me a price. I went and got it done. Take a picture. Send it to him. In the, week, in the mail two weeks later, they gave me a free Glock slide. 
which is like 300 bucks. Yeah. My man doesn't care. His whole body is a yeah, tattoo. Yeah. I was, so I, I have a, a company, a gun company tattoo on my fucking thigh right here. Yeah. I, I want more tattoos, but like I have a lot of real estate to get more tattoos. Yeah. I want to get my form done. Hopefully here in the next month or two would be cool. But how much room left? I think the jujitsu tattoo is done. I got my black belt tattoo. I yeah. think that there's that. I don't know if I'm going to get like, I don't, I have thought about getting that. Hey, what's, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. There was a time when I thought that jujitsu tattoo was going to be my next tattoo. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm put there. What am I into? What do I love? I love jujitsu. It's what I like to do. Um, so I was going to be like, fuck it. Let's just fucking right. do it. But, you know, I'm not going to do that. And then when Kenny doubles down with this question and he sent it to me the other day, I was like, definitely not fucking getting that <laughs> tattoo now. I wasn't. I was done with it. But now for sure, <laughs> it is we're not doing that tattoo. But, um, yeah, there you go. Ten, 10K followers on the BJJ Balance Instagram. I will get a BJJ Balance tattoo. BJJ. <laughs> That would be crazy. Will I do that for 10K followers? You already got more than that on the Oast Nation, so I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I would, dude. We get Oast Nation to 100K? No, I think I'm going to get there on my own. (laughs) I mean, uh, I don't need the tattoo boost. I don't need a tattoo boost, guys. We out here, baby. I'm top shelf memes, dude. I'm top shelf content. I won't disagree with that. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for everybody. I'm not being too cocky. But like no, I just bet on myself. I'm not. I, I will get there. There's I don't time, sleep, guys. Dude, you'll tag me and shit like uh like BG BGG balance. You'll tag and I'm like I'm like I don't. We don't have any more clips left this week. What is he tagging me? And I'm like, how is he just fucking pushing these out all the time? <laughs> you, you you got well. You've got to post like five or six a day. Yeah. It's like how do you? And they're never regurgitated. It's no. like how would you just constantly and that was a thing I, I looked the other day i was looking at the bgg balance instagram and i was like how many posts we have already in like the four months we've been up and then i went and looked at the oast nation and you have like something like 1700 but i'm like how does he have that many fucking memes there are times where i will go to an old reel uh-huh. when i was at like twenty thousand, that got a lot of smoke and i feel like well i think maybe 40,000 haven't seen this one yet. Right. And I'll real refer, like, I've done it like three or four times where I'm like, actually repost it I'll, or I'll just, re- just throw it to the story? I'll repost it and be like, okay. A classic. Okay. And one of my favorite old yeah. classics. And it gets another freaking re smoked. Right. Like, I've had one that goes to millions again. Right. Like, like, you know, I have some reels that have over 5 million views. Right. So, like, one of the ones you posted the BGG balance recently, or not two BGG, but tagged in it, we hit like one point three or something. I was like, "Holy sh!" The, uh, you talking me too? Oh yeah, yeah, did it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, I didn't even know. Yeah, it's like one one point three or something like that. I was like, "Jesus Christ!" He hit the Mormon algorithm. <laughs> you talking me too? I didn't know that went that good. Yeah, fucks. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes like, and it's hard for me to like see comments and stuff because I'm like. Sometimes it just takes off so much. Oh, dude. But like, if I tag my personal account in it, yeah. then I'll see the comments. But like. If I, sometimes I'll be like, what the fuck? So we, I'd mentioned this a long time ago when I was like, dude, I like I've, I've had, I've, I, when I had a personal Instagram, there was a long time ago when I had like 7,000 followers or something like that, like seven or eight years ago mm-hmm. on an old account. And it was, um, I'd post something and I'd get like maybe 200 likes or something like that. And I thought like that was a lot. And then like, there's times where I'll, you'll post something and like double tag us or we'll post a clip or whatever. And it'll like, you know, get like 30, 50, 100,000 
watches or whatever, and then like three thousand likes. Hundred. I'm just and my phone is just like ding 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 ding. And I'm like Jesus Christ, dude! Like this is it gets annoying. No, I I don't have no occasions yeah. on. There's none. It yeah. shuts it off. It, there's it, having a popular Instagram account, or at least being tied to a popular Instagram account. You you'll hate the notification. It's fucking annoying. Sometimes it's cool at first though. Like it's I like neat, I like it because I'm like, oh, I got one. It feels like fishing to me. Right. Well, here it's okay. I get distracted. Like I'll, I'll be at work, work, you know, working, whatever, and I'll look at my phone. Just and I'm like, I'm trying to focus. I feel like it's fishing for me. Like I'll throw it out there. Oh, got a big one. Yeah, got a big one. Here, I'm like, oh hell yeah, dude. Like it's neat when I like it's something I'll get posted in the morning and I'll check on my lunch break and it's like it's already you know. 15,000 watches or something like Jesus Christ. Like that was, like I two like hours. posting before I go into jujitsu to teach. And then after jujitsu being like, Oh hell yeah. 20 K already. Right. In an hour. I like to see what it's like on that break. Right. But that's enough about us. <laughs> what do we got for questions today? Joe Corso. What are your thoughts on winning a gold medal when you didn't win every match? And then he gives an explanation. I was in a competition yesterday and I had a three-man bracket. I lost to the first dude. I beat the second dude. And then I beat the first dude in the final match to win the gold medal. I felt super disappointed and I feel like I don't deserve the gold medal. So the, so you basically split with the first dude. Yeah. Well, that's just the way the tournament goes. When I first read this, you had me like Zach Galifianakis on a damn fucking <laughs> hangover and had all these numbers. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? He won. He lost. What the fuck? But... <clears throat> as I'm always thinking in meme, uh, you won the final. Yeah. You won, my man. You made the adjustments. He you beat won. you the first time around. Boom. Beat you. He had every opportunity that means to he do got it the again. He got the bye to the final. Yep. Boom. You had the fight that's next guy. You beat that you guy. You beat him, and then you fought the guy again, and you beat him in the final. Yep. It's not. It doesn't matter what happens. That was the final. And you made adjustments to your game. Would you feel like you should have to beat that guy twice? Right. Like, no, it's, that was right. the final. It's the way the bracket worked. Now, some people will say. And you had to do three matches. He only had to do two. So you had the cards stacked against you there. Plus, you had the, the mental game of he's already beat me once today. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of pushed against you as right. well. You overcame all that. It's your battle in a tournament. Like, some people will say when they go, who's the GOAT? Who's the GOAT in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? And I will say, who's Shesha? Marcus Almeida. And people will be like, but Hodger. Fought him and subbed him. And yeah. in the first one, well, if the first one went, Bushesha would have won on points. So, but the second one, Hodger subbed them, basically retired. Mm-hmm. Like he beat him, subbed him. And I'm like, he did. But, you know, Jacques Array has wins over Hodger. Bushesha has beat Jacques Array. Are we doing MMA ma- or uh, Right. BGG so it's like Man-Man. when it comes to a tournament, right. Bushesha has went into the tournament and went through all the guys. 13 times. Right. You know, Hodger, I think it's seven or six, whatever. Bushesh is the GOAT. He's went through the tournament form to get there. It wasn't a super fight. Right. It's who's the GOAT. He went through all the guys, took the gold. Went through all the guys, took the gold. Absolute. Didn't he retire relatively young, too? Wasn't Who? Like early, uh, Bushesha? Was he like early 30s or something like that? I don't think it's retirement. He's just in MMA now. He's evolved. He's um, fighting. He's know. fighting for one right now. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So like he just on to the next. He's gotcha. up. He's doing MMA now. But like, you know, I don't. So when you're thinking GOAT, 
you can't do the MMA, man. Right. The tournament. So when he made it to the final, right. he gets to the final. He gets to the final. He goes through everybody. Adolfo, all these guys dominated. However boom, they boom, stacked boom, the bracket, boom, boom. he made it through it. Every time. Yeah. So that's why he's the GOAT. Okay. To me. It's not one-on-one. One-on-one, you know, yeah, maybe Hodger did get him. Right. But when it comes to tournament style, hurt, injury, tired, multiple matches, Busesh has done it more than everybody, and that's why I give him the go. Right. Hmm. And he's not doing any more D competition? I don't think so. I, I think he's just fighting. I think it would be interesting to do, like, a Marigali versus Bushesha. I've seen it. Oh, really? Bushesha beat him. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I was... Uh, if I remember, there was like a crazy tech down into the stands. I'll try to find it. And then Bichesha's like, whoa, shit. And McGarrett made a good move. And then Bichesha came back, passed his guard, beat him. Final. Bichesha's late match dominance is so crazy where he just wins at the last second or his scrambles. Like, I've never seen the guy lose a scramble, dude. Like, he's just so f- athletically explosive. Yeah. His double leg is fucking fantastic. So that's why I got him as the GOAT. I don't know where I got that off of this, but like, you made it to the final, Joe. You earned the gold. Right. That guy knew final. Right. And he got the watch you roll the second. He beat you, got the watch you roll the second time. Right. Scout you even more. And then you beat him. Congrats. You made the adjustments. I think I, I don't hold your head low on that. No. Hang that metal up right next to all the rest fucking of them. That. Wear that shit when you smash on your girl. <laughs> And if you're a big boy on the edge of the bed, get her to the edge, dude. Um, big bakes four, 35 year old burrito, big blue belt. Opinion, Hell yeah. Opinion big. On- Make it popular. Hashtag burrito <laughs> big. That a boy opinion on dating in, in the jujitsu gym. Uh, I lean towards no, he says, you know, I've seen it fail. <laughs> I've seen it succeed. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. Are you already in a couple? Getting into jiu-jitsu together. Right. And then you're nothing you can do about that. Yeah. We've got black belt coaches that are married. Right. You know, JoJo and Randy. They're freaking great. Right. I've seen, we've got people who end up dating in the gym and then now they're married. And then we've also seen it where they break purple belt pimps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, next thing you know, you break up. (laughs) Then what? Someone's going to stay. Someone's going to leave. I I don't think it holds any bearing. It's just, an, it, I, I love my gym, but it's just another place. You know what I mean? I'm sure professors would rather not, you know what I mean? Like just to avoid there being any like weird student conflict and possibly losing a good student. But I, in reality, you're an adult. The pros and cons. Yeah. Okay? The pros of dating somebody who trains. You can talk jujitsu with them. Right. So it's something you love to talk about. She probably likes to talk about too. And you can talk about training. You can talk about jujitsu. You're not talking about, you know, whatever. Yeah. Girly I, shit they want to talk about. You're talking about something you love. And so that's awesome. I got a buddy, um, I, the, the guy that I mentioned that was my, uh, my, my rabbit, my bunny rabbit. Mm-hmm. He's a brown belt. Henzo Gracie Portland. The guy is absolutely obsessed with jujitsu. Uh, a couple of months after he started, um, he convinced his girlfriend to try it. Um, she became obsessed with it too. To this day, they both still train. They're married now. But like he had, they have mats in the house. Like he, he constantly just going through drills with her, trying new moves out, things like that. Yeah, so your passion is her passion. Yeah. You can, it's a passion project now. You can talk about it. You're rolling in the house. You know what I mean? Right. 
you're actually trying to pass our guard. Like what you know what I mean? Like, so like it's great. But the cons are you don't have an escape away from your chick. Yeah. Right. That could be a thing. Yeah. Like, like sometimes I want to get away at the boys and you know, it's important. It's important to, to, to maintain in any healthy relationship, to maintain a sense of self identity. And not- if you're a man, you're rounds. Yeah. Okay. Because guess what? Who's your drilling partner probably going to be if you take the same class? You're right. probably going to your, choose your girl. Right. Right. And then who's your first round? Who's usually your first round of every class? The person you were drilling with. So that means one of your rounds is going to be against a female. And I'm not shitting on females, but I'm saying. And if you're. And you've already been doing that. If there's a size disparity. You've already been doing that at work. Right. You've already been doing that at home on your own mats. Right. So you might, you know, you get stuck having to be with your chick. So it kind of like puts you like you're not getting the best work for yourself. So to me, it's whatever. Like, if you find love, find love, dude. Like, if my, I would like love for my wife to train. She doesn't have any interest. <laughs> it's not happening, dude. No way. Uh, I asked her, hey, Father's Day, all I want for you to take one jujitsu class. She said, no. What else, <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> yeah, what, uh, everything else is eligible. I'm like, oh, yeah. great. Um, but no. So, yeah, if, if you, I, I don't have a problem with it. Just know that you know if you do you know you're gonna there's pros and cons yeah to it um are you and are you okay obviously jujitsu guys don't care are you okay with other dudes rolling with your chick yeah or you're okay with uh purple belt pimps rolling with your chick or is she okay with you rolling with other girls exactly so there's you know yeah so if you don't then you can eliminate all that yeah and just like whatever but I have no problem with it. I know a ton. I maybe a couple of years ago I'd have been like, I would never, but I know more successful stories of a couples that train together than I do negative stories. Yeah. So I'd probably say it's probably not bad at all. And I lead towards if you find the right girl, don't let a sport stop you. you don't let a sport stop you from finding love. Do you think that's because as we've talked about on average, jujitsu weeds out, people of bad character so if you're able to stay in the sport longer there's a better shot if, if you've got two people that are in the sport a while and they start dating like they've probably both got decent character we know that there are shitty people there are not, shitty people on average yeah but yeah i think it, i think it does weed out you know and i think it, yeah definitely like if you're connecting with somebody right don't let don't let your sport stop you right from freaking finding somebody you really like right I think that's dumb. So, you know, find your girl, find your guy. Juggernauts, what do you think of seminars by famous athletes at a club? Usually famous athletes are famous for a reason. Right. That means they're freaking pretty damn good at jiu-jitsu. Right? Right. So, uh, I have no problem with that. Like, And they bring good attention to your gym. Right. You know what I mean? Like, with the PR and the, I, I, I think... Well, if you had a high level guy training at your gym and you threw a seminar, like, why not? So, okay. What, what does, um, I need more context. Do you think like, do you think they should be throwing it? Or they should just be giving it to for free. Like what? There's, there's a, um, I think, I think it either is going to happen. I think it happens in March. 
but Rafael Lovato Jr. Mm-hmm. is going to be coming to a local gym. Mm-hmm. Is it frowned upon for outside gym members to go to that seminar? I don't think so. Because, or because it's a seminar and we know that. I don't think so because that gym will say. So if all gyms are open or mm-hmm. all gyms are not, I know personally that we've had seminars at our gym where it's like our students, this set amount. Other students. Other outside students, this set amount. Right, right, like right. I've seen that. So I don't think there's a problem with going that because they're, if your gym's done it, you know what I mean? Right. So I don't think it's a problem. Nothing wrong with doing seminars. That's how these high level dudes make their money. Right. Travel. So, you know, you can make over, some of these guys are making over 10 grand a seminar. Oh, wow. Yeah. On a weekend, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, dude, like, so just, yeah, high level guys. Like, if you have, if Gore Ryan was throwing a seminar and all gyms were welcome, Fuck, go, go learn. On a massive scale seminar like that, do you feel like you're, seminars are tricky. One, it's neat because we talked about in an old episode, like jujitsu is one of the few sports where you can go actually get some hands-on time with a legend in the sport. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But do you feel like because it's what they may be teaching at the seminar isn't, necessarily tied into the current curriculum that you may be learning that maybe it's hard to retain a lot of that stuff you don't know what they're going to teach um i've been to seminars where you're like wow i already knew that (laughs) they're not going to tell you what they're going to show right right you don't know right or you know or like i've been to like when i did a possession one i was like damn that shit was fucking sick why didn't i ever think of that and i actually took something from it but why are people doing seminars they're doing it for yeah, you get to see the person you admire. Right. The social media influence of it. Like, I get a picture with this guy and I'm going to post it. Right. You know what I mean? So there's other reasons why these people are taking it. Like, yeah. you're not going to get to roll with him, most likely. Right. You're, he might pick you out of the other 70, 80 people in there to be a demo. Right. But usually it's going to be the professor of that school. Right. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like you're. Or they bring somebody with them. Right. I've I've been to seminar. I went to a Marv Castile seminar. The the guy that uh, the black dude that MNR'd the, mm. and then like one of fight to wins like five Super or six fast. years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He hooked him. I went the very first class I ever did was uh, the that was a tenth planet opener was him, and so he brought I think two different he brought like a blue belt and a purple belt with him to uh to be his demonstration. Partners. Seminars are how these people make. These are how the high level dudes make a living in the doing the thing they love. Yeah. So if you can support a black belt in a seminar seminar, do it. Right. Do it. But just know going in, you might not get like, it's not going to like crazily change your game. I think you'll get better by getting a private from somebody in your gym, right. a black belt in your gym who knows your game more and can like, help you structure your current game rather than you taking these seminars. You got to get what they give. Right. They're not going to, you're not going to go to him and be like, Hey Gordon, I like that was such a sick entry that you did to the freaking legs, but I'm having trouble here. Um, after class, what would you do if someone, he'd be like, sorry, man. Yeah. Ask your professor. Want a picture? Like, (laughs) yeah, like you're not going to get that. You're going to get, what he gives. 
when you take a private with somebody, you can be like, hey, I'm having trouble here. Can you help me with said this, said that? Right. And then fix your game. So that's it for the questions. But we did get that guy that he he, he messaged me as well. Okay. And um, he sent me some photos, which I'll actually splice into. Okay. So um, EG925 said, this was in reference to the reel that we posted um, this week about celebrating wins. Mm-hmm. And he said, just sharing my story. It took so much for me to do the post. But a few months back, um, I got it done. I was. It was just as a reminder that anything is possible and what I am capable of. The post also, this post is also how I hold myself accountable to not deviate from my journey. I appreciate you guys. So he lost like 100 pounds in a year. And he sent me the before and after photos. Shit. He went from 280 down to 180 or something. 285 down to 180. That's awesome, man. He lost a whole fucking person, you know? Yeah, accountability, that is true. You post something, you can be held accountable. You're right. holding yourself accountable because, like, I put this out there. I better do the work now. Right. Because if people come back here and I haven't done made any progress, you know, yeah, like 100%, like, and you shouldn't be afraid to post your wins. I think that's it. We, we were talking about last week about uh, New Year's resolutions, getting in the gym, losing weight, and how jujitsu you can lose a shit ton of weight. That, that's an example of it. But I think that those kinds of stories need to be shared because there might even be guys that are, are bigger in the gym that, that aren't losing the weight, but you know it can be done. So like maybe there's just something else you need to change. You know what I mean? You're already burning the calories and weight loss is pretty simple. It's just taking less calories than you're burning. So it's, it's not fun being overweight. it's it's it sucks dude pictures and this you're like dude but shout out to you guys for just getting there dude you're in the gym dude like you're you're making it happen like like that's great dude like yeah like i always see the people like making fun of like the bigger people at the gym i'm like you're at the gym right like not i'm not saying i'm saying traditional gym yeah like look at this guy right on the stair step or I'm like, how about go help him? How about how about go fuck yourself, you fucking right. tool? But this guy's it, working. He's they're they're there. Obviously, they're putting in the effort, and you could be the thing that keeps them there, putting in the effort. Versus, you could also be the thing that makes them want to leave and never come back. Because if you're shitty to them, or you you post some fucking video on the internet, and that somehow makes it back, because those videos tend to go viral, mm-hmm. and that person sees that some other person was clowning on them in the gym. They might just say, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going back there. Yeah. Or and, you can use it like an uncommon fire episode seven. Yeah. And use that to be like, all right, bitch. Right. And use that as an, a fire. Sometimes finding your uncommon fire, like I've said, will help you get to where, you know, they come out of places you don't expect. But like to be superiorly overweight and be, you're like, you're, your confidence is low. Yeah. Because you know the climb is Everest to get to where, just to get to normal. The climb is Mount Everest. It's not up the hill. Right. Because you have got this way and it took years to get this way. So it's going to take years to get it back. And so anybody willing to climb Everest and fucking climbs it. Right. That's gangster. Yeah. And you should fucking hold yourself. High, you should have your chin up, and you should be feel like a fucking winner because you are one. 
God damn it, that fucking clip's gonna go so fucking to the moon. It, <laughs> and you should have absolutely no shame in, None. in posting the before and after, or it shouldn't be different. Like, dude, be very proud of that. Because you did something that a lot of people can't do. They don't have the mental fortitude to do it. Um, and now your confidence for everything shit's like, yeah, no, you climbed Everest, bro. Yeah. So now you know, like, yeah, no shit. Anything else you do in life, you'd be like, oh, I can do it. Yeah. I know if I work hard, I can get shit done. It doesn't matter if it's in your job or whatever it is. You're like, I've done this shit. I've, you I've, just did the hardest thing you're probably ever going to have to I've do. committed myself to diet, workout, proper sleep, training, and I fucking pulled it off. Like, there's nothing that you can't do. You pretty much feel invincible. Once you climb Everest, you're right. like, I can fucking climb any fucking mountain. Right. So that's that, um, kind of David Goggins mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that's you, you've already shown that you can, I'm sure that there was times when you were in that jujitsu and weight loss journey where it was hard and you're like, my body can't do this. And your mind was stronger than your body. You pushed through it. You kept at it and look where you are now. Or you had a professor or someone, a bunny rabbit who was like, come on, I don't care. Come on. One more, one more, one more. Just get in someone's garden, fucking stall on them. I don't care if you're not doing anything. My best time ever, like working out in a gym, like, like a traditional gym. Um, was when I was going at my little brother and I lived together at the time and we went to the gym five days a week, six days a week, every day with each other and having somebody there that like, we didn't really bullshit while we were working out because we lived together. So mm-hmm. we bullshitted at home. We bullshitted before out, you know what I mean? All day long when we were at the gym though, having somebody there that's not going to distract me and it's literally just going to motivate me and knows how to talk the shit that's going to keep me motivated, you know, and spot me and stuff like that. Like I, I push up more weight than I ever have. Like just it, the, the confidence that he was able to, to lend to me. And I think it's like that in jujitsu too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When, when a higher belt pulls you aside and was like, gives you a little pep talk, like, dude, I've no, I've noticed a, a difference tonight or your pressure has been a lot better lately, mm-hmm. or, you know, you're, you're getting really good at passing the guard where you used to struggle with it. Things like that. Like those are huge confidence boosters that you can take into the next class. And I think higher belts should do that more. I think higher belts should find lower belts Adopting. That they had rounds with. I don't know, maybe adopting, yes. But like find your belt and be like, just give someone like an attaboy. Yeah. Something. Something. And don't give them the like, man, you're strong. Because that doesn't mean you suck at jujitsu. But just giving them like, dude, today I saw you doing this. Like I and that was so much better. Yeah. Like, like, you know, keep it up. Like people love that shit. They could and and make and if it's true, let them know. Like if you're a higher belt and you see someone fucking doing something good. After class, big dude, I saw you take that guy's back. I was on the wall, you know, and I saw you take that guy's back. And, like, you did a great job, bro. You got the seatbelt. Your positioning was good. Your base was good. Like, dude, I can see it. I'm like, big dude, hell yeah, thanks. Right. Yeah, a lot of times you, um, you you'd mentioned this too, the, the positive reinforcement. You got to know that you're heading down the right path. And if there's nobody there that you trust to tell you that, you know, and, and you don't hear it, then, like, you you sometimes start to question it like are you going down the right path like in my you know but if somebody's there every once in a while just to say like hey dude that was good you know then you know, okay yeah i'll and, go again yeah yeah then you know that okay i'm heading down the right path keep going versus turning around and like maybe trying to switch it up yeah like even if your shit's so small where you're like during the opening laps you know i have to walk but now i'm jogging right maybe i'm inside a little bit my circle's not as big as everybody people are running around me Right. Oh, gives a fuck. You now I'm running the whole time. Right. I I think that when you first start your jujitsu journey, you see those wins a lot more often because there is a, 
I can't even do a whole round without gassing to now I can complete a round without gassing to I can do multiple rounds without gassing. But once you get into like deeper blues, purples, things like that, like maybe the the jump isn't so dramatic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As far as like, so you might need those little hints from a, a, a purple or a brown or a black. Yeah. EG underscore 925. Bro, congrats, bro. That's fucking awesome. And uh, you're fucking killing it. You're doing big things. You lost a ton of weight. I'm excited to see uh, the before and after pictures. I haven't seen them yet. But uh, that shit fucking, you're no, long, you're no longer part of the fucking big man revolution, dude. No. You're just a fucking regular man revolution. Yeah. yeah. Where do you see the, the before and after too? He looks like a completely different person. Bro, that's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Put her in the middle of the bed, dude. Anyways, you think what I'm thinking, bro? Aim for the bushes. Aim for the bushes. Thanks for following us, guys. Uh, Follow Kenny at Kenny at the Freak Party BJJ. He got the second J. Follow the's gone. No the Freak Party Freak Party BJJ. Um, Follow me at O's Nation. All platforms. Follow us on Spotify. YouTube is killing it right now. You guys are helping us out. We need comments. On YouTube. Comments on YouTube. That's going to help drive the algorithm. All comments. Just burrito big. Burrito big. Burrito big. <laughs> if you f- like our YouTube, go to the comments and it's burrito big. Burrito big. Burrito big. Burrito big. And we'll know you're listening to the show. <laughs> um, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon. We're all over the place. You guys are awesome. Kenny's awesome. I'm getting awesome. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Oh,